Welcome to the Magnificat Podcast. We are an international ministry to Catholic women. Throughout this series, we will pray together, share insights, and hear amazing testimonies, typically from women of faith who have been touched by the power of the Lord in their lives. This is a decidedly Catholic podcast, and in this series, you will hopefully learn more about the Catholic faith, God, the Blessed Mother, and much more. Thanks so much for joining us. Now let's listen to a great program. In the 1980s, Deacon Ken and Marie Finn felt led to write a Bible study. Along the way, they met and were encouraged by two saints, Pope John Paul II and Mother Teresa. Marie clearly remembers meeting Pope John Paul II. She said that he was so gracious with that beautiful smile he had, and she said he went on to uh, greet Deacon Ken first, and she said, I don't remember what he said to him directly, but when he came to me, I remember him distinctly saying to us, do not get discouraged, finish your work. And then she said he took both of their hands and gave them a blessing. Well, if that were not enough, Mother Teresa uh, goes on to tell them that it is a wonderful work of God, and I assure you of my prayers that you may continue to do this work, which he has entrusted to you with great love. As it turns out, the Bible study, before it was even published, went all over the world through Mother Teresa's order, the Missionaries of Charity, and also the Legionnaires of Christ. This Bible study, The Bread of Life, is a Catholic Bible study. It has the Neil Obstat and Imprimatur and focuses on the readings for the coming weekend. Let's listen now as Marie helps us to hear the Word, pray the Word, study the Word, proclaim the Word, and live the Word of the Lord Jesus Christ. Welcome to the Bread of Life Catholic Bible Study. The paraclete, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will instruct you in everything and remind you of all that I have told you. John 14, 26. Let us begin with prayer. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Father, I cannot understand your word without your grace. I acknowledge my weakness so your power can reach perfection in me. Send your Holy Spirit to remind, teach, and guide me to the truth. And may I share as soon as possible whatever you teach me. Come, Holy Spirit, fill the hearts of your faithful and kindle in us the fire of your love. Amen. The application from last Sunday's 29th Sunday in Ordinary Time. The first reading shows that service involves suffering for others. The second reading tells us that Jesus is high priest for us who are still on the way. The gospel reveals that baptized means submerged, drowning, the symbolic way of dying with Christ. This week, share your gifts and talents with those in your family. Give of your time and self freely, and do not worry about time limits. Serve others in your family with some very simple deeds like babysitting, 
cleaning someone's house, washing a car, reading to a child or someone sick. Remember, we are ordained to serve, not to be served. Your family will recognize your greatness in the glory of your humility in service. Deacon Ken answered that in one of his books. I am now very much trying to make my own suffering more meaningful to Christ. I am doing a lot of intercessory prayer, and I am seeing some miraculous results. I am beginning to experience the awesome power of prayer. And I answered that I was blessed to have dinner with all three of my kids and their spouses recently and share what is going on in our lives. I was thankful to be able to tell them all how blessed I am to know that they have such a love of the Lord and his word. My simple deed this week is I sent notes and scriptures to those around me who are sick. What did you learn from the readings or from the homily you heard on Sunday? From what you learned, what personal application did you choose to apply to your life this week? Deacon Ken said, Hebrews 2.10, the suffering servant was made perfect in the work of salvation. His application, I can lead others to Christ through my choice to let my physical suffering be connected to Christ's suffering and serve others just as he did. And I said, Jesus didn't come to be served, but to serve. He served his disciples by calling them and teaching them about the Father who loves them with an everlasting love. He taught them about the kingdom of God and how to love his Father by obediently dying on a cross for all mankind. Through his suffering, he justified many. My application empty myself of self-love and absorb myself in God's love for all mankind. This Sunday is the 30th Sunday in ordinary time. The gospel is from Mark 10, 46 to 52. They came to Jericho next. And as he was leaving that place with his disciples and a sizable crowd, there was a blind beggar by the roadside. On hearing that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to call out, Jesus, son of David, have pity on me. Many people were scolding him to make him keep quiet, but he shouted all the louder, son of David, have pity on me. Then Jesus stopped and said, call him over. So they called the blind man over, telling him as they did so, you have nothing to fear from him. Get up. He is calling you. He threw aside his cloak, jumped up, and came to Jesus. Jesus asked him, what do you want me to do for you? Rabboni, the blind man said, I want to see. Jesus said in reply, be on your way. Your faith has healed you. Immediately, he received his sight and started to follow him up the road. The word of the Lord. The questions. 
Who was sitting by the roadside and what was he doing? Mark 10, 46. Bartimaeus, a blind man, the son of Timaeus. And he was begging. When the beggar heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, what did he do and say? He began to call out saying, Jesus, son of David, have pity on me. What did the people do? And what did the beggar continue to do? Many rebuked him, telling him to be silent. He called out all the more, Son of David, have pity on me. Whom are we to rebuke? Luke 17, 3 says, Be on your guard. If your brother does wrong, correct him. If he repents, forgive him. When Jesus stopped, what did he say and what did his followers say to the blind man? Mark 10, 49. Call him over. And he said, you have nothing to fear from him. Get up. He is calling you. The personal question. Does Jesus call you directly through others or both? Deacon can answer that. He calls me through the word and through people also through prayer. And I have both. He has called me directly to sit quietly with him and listen to him through prayer and the word and through the church. He has called me at St. Mary's to lecture, facilitate the Bread of Life Catholic Bible study through Magnificat, doing this podcast, and through St. Dismas Gill by responding to inmates in their newsletter and pray the St. Dismas Rosary for life in front of Planned Parenthood when I can. What did the blind man do, and where did he go? He threw aside his cloak, jumped up, and came to Jesus. What did Jesus say to the man, and what did the man tell him? What do you want me to do for you? And he wanted to see. Where did Jesus tell him to go? Go on his way. And what did he say saved him? His faith. What is faith? Hebrews 11.1 says, Faith is the confident assurance concerning what we hope for and conviction about things we do not see. How does faith come to us? Romans 10.17 says, Faith, then, comes through hearing, and what is heard is the word of Christ. The personal, in what specific way have you been healed by hearing God's word? How has he turned your blindness into the light of day? Deacon can answer that. I have been healed of fear, of not having hope. He has given me the joy of seeing him and others around me. In another book, he said, I've learned that I am loved and that I am not an orphan. I have been saved. I see now with spiritual vision, not worldly vision. And I answer that. The first time I recognized a healing was through 1 Corinthians 13, 4 to 8, when I came into repentance through that scripture. I am healed daily, it seems like, through his all-powerful word. It cleanses me and is making me holy 
through the teaching of the Holy Spirit. I too have been healed of fear. He has turned my blindness through the convicting of his word. I know, I know, I know I am loved. Let's listen to Psalm 126, 1 to 6 for this week. When the Lord brought back the captives of Zion, we were like men dreaming. Then our mouth was filled with laughter and our tongue with rejoicing. Then they said among the nations, the Lord has done great things for them. The Lord has done great things for us. We are glad indeed. Restore our fortunes, O Lord, like the torrents in the southern desert. Those that sow in tears shall reap rejoicing. Although they go forth weeping, carrying the seed to be sown, they shall come back rejoicing, carrying their sheaves. What is the Lord saying to you personally through the psalm? And how can you apply this to your life? Deacon Ken said, verse 2, our mouths were filled with laughter. When our hearts are filled with joy, then our mouth will be filled with happiness. His application, I will speak the joy that is in my heart because I have heard the word and I believe in the gospel and I will share this message. In another book, he, verse 3, he took, the Lord has done great things for us. We are glad indeed. His application, the Lord has blessed me so many times in my life. I can do nothing else but in joyful gratitude, praise his holy name every day of my life. And I answered that the Lord has done great things for us, tells me a lot about Ken and me truly becoming one flesh in Christ. As I read his answers to the personal question, I am falling more and more in love with him, although he is in heaven. Death has not separated me from his love because he is not dead but living. Just as Christ is not dead, he too is live, living. He's alive. The commentary, Mark 10, 46 to 52. Jesus was on his way to the Passover, and being a well-known teacher, he was surrounded by a large crowd of people, disciples and learners. Students of a teacher or rabbi learned while they listened as the teacher walked and talked. That was one of the most common ways of teaching. It was also the law that every male Jew of 12 years of age who lived within 15 miles of Jerusalem attend the Passover in the Holy City. So there would be even more than the normal crowds on the streets heading toward Jerusalem. There was many who followed just to see this rebel who was about to invade Jerusalem. At the northern gate was a blind beggar named Bartimaeus. He heard the tramp of feet and asked what was happening and who was passing. He was told that it was Jesus, and there and then he set up an uproar to attract Jesus' attention to him. To those walking along and listening to their teacher, 
This was a great offense. They tried to silence Bartimaeus, but no one was going to take from him his chance to escape from his world of darkness. And he cried and shouted with such violence that the procession stopped and he was brought to Jesus. Beggars were a common sight in most towns. Since most occupations of that day required physical labor, and anyone with a crippling disease or handicap was at a severe disadvantage and usually forced to beg, even though God's laws commanded care for such needy people. Leviticus 25, 35 to 38. Blindness was considered a curse from God for sin, but Jesus rejected this idea when he healed the blind man at Bethsaida, Mark 8, 25. To approach Jesus, the blind man had to overcome the disciples' resistance. The blind man throws off the mantle of his former life, jumps up and approaches Jesus. He boldly calls out, I want to see. And Jesus instantly heals him. Jesus knew that because Bartimaeus called him the son of David, he knew that Jesus was the Messiah who was going to heal him. The blindness in question was physical, yet Bartimaeus saw Jesus as the Messiah with spiritual vision. The blindness of many today is lack of faith, understanding, and acceptance. Spiritual vision, on the other hand, is faith. Ask Jesus to to restore your sight today, and he will give you perfect spiritual vision. The application. The first reading tells us that God and Christ lead us home from exile. The second reading shows that Jesus Christ's priesthood is perfect and eternal. The gospel reveals that Bartimaeus had spiritual vision before he had physical vision. This week, take a spiritual inventory of yourself. See where you are crippled and handicapped. Ask your spouse, clergyman, or a close friend to help you. Do not let the noise of the crowd, job, or school distract you. Cry out for Jesus and pray and read his word constantly this week. Keep a pad and pen near you and write down any thoughts about your spiritual handicap. In the case of two blind men, one healing was gradual. The other was instant. Jesus heals heals both ways, and he wants you to have perfect spiritual health as well as good physical health. Let us pray. Thank you, Lord, for this time that we have this morning, and thank you for teaching about our own uh, blindness. Thank you, Lord. We just give you praise and honor and glory. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen.
In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. God bless you. Have a wonderful week. To more fully participate each week, you may visit the St. Dismas Guild website at stdismasguild.org. That's S-T-D-I-S-M-A-S-G-U-I-L-D dot O-R-G to either purchase the Bread of Life Bible Study book or download the complimentary lessons. In 1989, Deacon Ken and Marie Finn began this prison, pro-life, and pro-family ministry to remind us that the paraclete, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will instruct you in everything and remind you of all that I have told you. John 14, verse 26. God bless. Thanks so much for listening to this Magnificat podcast. Have you been touched by our time together? If so, for more information or to find a Magnificat chapter near you, go to our website at magnificat-ministry.org or visit us on social media. We would love to hear from you. You can also email us at magnificatcst at aol.com or call 504-828-MARY, M-A-R-Y. Until the next time, may God bless you.